You're listening to Creative Voices, sponsored by Treebark Store. Hello and welcome to Creative Voices. Today I'm joined on the show by Ruth Campbell. Ruth, thanks so much for taking the time to join me. Jeff, thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm excited. I know, it's, it feels like we've been trying to plan this for a while, doesn't it? Yes, a very long time. And we talked yeah. about podcasts a long, long Quite time, some time ago. Quite some time ago. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. congratulations. So here we are. Thank you. Thank you. And you're going to be episode 16. It's kind of hard to believe I've, I've actually got to 16 episodes already. Hmm. Yeah. Good. Good. There's a flow yeah. for sure. So Ruth, you've heard a few, you know how it goes. Who are you, Ruth? <laughs> and what do you do? <laughs> Who am I, Jeff? Well, my name is Ruth Kempel and I suppose who am I or what do I do after that? I wear a couple of hats, mainly online hats. So I suppose my first online baby would be the Beauty Kempel, which is a beauty blog. And then Kempel Media Creative was born after that. So that's the baby, current baby. That's the one you're currently nurturing, yeah? Yes, yes. I'm bringing up and seeing what direction I'd like her to go in and all of that stuff. Picking which schools to go to and so forth. Yeah, yeah. And save it for college and, you know, yeah. all that important <laughs> stuff. I suppose maybe it would make a lot more sense if we, we took it back a notch and started a few years ago when you were in your previous life or your first life, as you may have called it earlier on and before we started talking online about when you worked for yourself uh, as a, a therapist and had your own business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good place to start because I guess that's <clears throat> that's as far back as our friendship goes, Jeff. Um, yeah. yeah, my my first business was in my early 20s. I set up a beauty salon with a lovely business partner. And we had about, well, it was almost nine years of a really busy beauty salon, beauty spa life. I suppose that was when I first really accepted that I could only really work for myself. Um, yeah. And what I mean by accept is that I just, nothing else was, I suppose, fulfilling. Yeah, I just, and my dad has always said to me, actually, that I could never be told what to do. So that might be an issue also. He might have been talking about something else there, but sure, fair enough. That could have been, Jeff, but I took that and I ran with it, you know? Yeah, I, I suppose I just had my, it was such an exciting time because we both had our own ideas of how we wanted to develop a beauty salon that was a little bit different. And we really achieved that. And for the most part, we really loved it. But I guess like a lot of businesses, you get to that crossroads and you're like, okay, we've done almost 10 years, all of my 20s. Do we want to continue? It's an intense time to be working for yourself when other people are at very different pursuits in their 20s, to be fair. Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually feel like I've had, we spoke a little bit about my another rebirth. I feel like a part of me almost went back to my 20s when I changed my direction in career because yeah, it was quite a serious undertaking. I think since I finished college, really finished beauty college, like as in I left school and basically just did that. I got used to being on the sidelines to everyone else doing the college thing and just having those few years to say, what am I? Who do I want to be? Where do I want to go? And my career path was like, I maybe had a year of what do I want to do? And then bang, career, business, serious. Straight into it. Yeah, yeah, and that was it. A really amazing learning experience, though, because you have no choice. But like you know yourself, running businesses. Oh, yeah, you learn not just in general, but more specifically about yourself is what you learn the most, I think. You definitely do. And 
It's exciting and also daunting to be the one calling the shots. It's so yeah. cool that you can effectively design your own day, but then the other side of it is you're the only one that can do that. If, yeah. You know, you have to show up and make the day happen. Yeah, that's yeah. The- you do the roster and you're on every single day. Exactly, Jeff. Exactly. So it's <laughs> it's been interesting looking back at it for me because I lived, slept, and breathed beauty. I was, I still am product obsessed, makeup. I just loved it. And facials, skincare, everything. But the social media part actually came in kind of at the tail end of, of the business as such, because Facebook, you know, was, became a I'd thing. Say in those nine years, it was a massive change. Like, what, what's the actual time frame you're talking about years here now from 2000? And- See, I'm terrible with years. Um, I'm terrible. I'd say with about 2006, 2015. Yeah, it was about six or seven. And because the, what we call, I suppose, the crash happened just a year after we were in business. So that was about 2008. Yeah. Yeah. yeah roughly yes. depending on where you were. Yeah. yeah. So it was that period. And it was, it was such an interesting time to have a business because mm. you started off. We didn't even have a website when we opened. There was no need. We didn't have social media. I, I don't even know yeah. how we even got messages. How out that there. worked. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, I even forget. But but once all that came in, it was so overwhelming as a business owner that just loved doing my job to then take on uh, websites, meeting web developers, uh, websites going down, updating content, then Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Where do we start? And how do we have the time to look after my clients and run this whole online situation too? It was that is both sometimes a necessity and other times you kind of question whether yes. <laughs> what you're doing, you know? Exactly. Is is it is it worth my time? But I guess yeah. back then, because it was so new, it was most definitely worth our time. And I kind of well, you would have stood out from the crowd a small bit, I would imagine. A little, yeah, because we were so new to it. But I, some, it just sparked something in me. I was yeah. a fanatic. Love Twitter, um, just loved being online, loved the interaction of the chats you had, loved taking the photos of our products and of, of our business and everything and putting it online. Um, and like I said, it's interesting looking back. I didn't realize it at the time, but I was starting off, I suppose, what is now my full-time job and my session. Uh, so it is, it's an interesting journey that it came from that, from someone that was not t- would not have considered herself too techy or too mm. into like anything online. And now it's pretty much all I live. do. Yeah, yeah, where I live, where it lives. <laughs> yeah. Does that, did I answer the question, Jeff? Does that bring us back to... I think you did. Yeah, no, I think yeah. you did. Um, <laughs> no, I was going to say, when you're on about websites and businesses, I found, I was in my father-in-law's house there recently, and you may, some of you may know, he's been in the restaurant business in Ireland since the early 90s. And I found an old newspaper clipper from the mid-90s, and it was the Galway Advertiser, and a whole bunch of other businesses. And he was quite literally the only man who had a website listed in like 1995 or whatever it may have been. Yeah. And uh, it was funny, you know, it was just looking at, you know, it was just a business name and an address and a phone number, and that was it. That was yeah, the entirety I, of that, communication with the public. Yeah, and that's, that's what you needed at the time. And I think... I was also deeply, I suppose, uh, confused by the whole newspaper advertising and magazines and all of that was really difficult to 
decipher in your head and get it across. Uh, the value of print media is very hard to determine. And it was back then, but it was in the beginning was your only option. So, so many lessons learned by literally being that person in the driving seat. Yeah. And has given me a really interesting perspective for my own, I suppose, current, current job, which is managing social media for other people. I really know what it's like to be at the reception desk. You're trying to write up um, a post and then your client walks in the door or the phone goes. And you have to yeah, leave it. You get dragged away from it. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's hard to be online and be fully present. As you well know, if you're, even if you're sitting down oh, yeah. doing an Instagram post, trying to get the tags right, trying to get the hashtags right. And then someone calls and you're like, uh, I, I can't, I got to do this. It's. Well, I think especially for small business, you're also still trying to be honest and tell people what you're passionate about, what you yes. believe in without sounding like you're trying to sell them something. Cause. For me, a lot of it isn't about that at all. It's about just showing people, look, this is what we do. If you're interested in great, we'd love to be mm-hmm. part of the conversation with you and have you in. Yes. And it's and that's hard to convey sometimes. It definitely is. And I suppose that's where my, again, my job is, is a strange one because it works for some businesses, but there's loads of businesses that it wouldn't work for. Yeah. And um, my clients, I guess, would be... I'm very lucky. It's a lot of people I really know quite well. And I seem to have attracted or maybe I've gone towards. Or you've gravitated are, towards him. Yeah, gravitated towards people that are quite passionate or about their business or that are a family run business that are in the industry for years and years, but just have no idea about the online side. And I get such a kick yeah. out of that because yeah. it brings me back to when I was in the position of, oh, my God, what am I doing here? And there wasn't yeah. really many people to turn to back then, you know. Yeah, it was very much everyone just fumbling around trying to figure it out. For sure, but it was a really cool time to start off on social media because there, it didn't have all of the rules as such that it has now, as in how to put ads on or, you know, boost and post or not, or, you know, yeah. it, was, it was quite simple. Um, but that's, I guess, that's the ever-changing um, online world. Environment, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I, I have very kind of mixed feelings in a complex relationship with social media. I mean, I, in some ways, I, more than a lot of people who run businesses and work for themselves, especially smaller businesses, I, I find it such a drain. Mm. And in other ways, I completely understand the value of it as long as I embrace the fact that, as I said, it's it's important to have it to convey the message and the honesty about what you do. As long as you don't get bogged down in the museum of worrying about how you're perceived online. Yeah, and I suppose. Even before I started up um, Kimple Media, I, I started up my blog basically just before we finished up in the salon because I did get this bit of a, a kind of a thought of, okay, so I've had a beauty salon. I've been in Galway and I've been on the scene for a while and I've done all the events, done all the stuff. But who am I outside of this hat? I had to take yeah. off the beauty salon owner hat and I wasn't sure where I was going with anything, with career or anything. Yeah. And I thought, well, I love beauty. Blogging was just kind of starting up at that stage. So I said, okay, this seems like a really good idea. And it, it really, really was one of the best things I ever did, even though yeah. very similar to yourself. I have a love-hate relationship with almost how you're perceived, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I actually thought when you asked me to come on the podcast, 
like I just mentioned to you, I kind of, I, I, I was overthinking it a little bit because I, <laughs> a little only because people, I think when you say you're a beauty blogger or you're, you're one of those, people have a misconception about you. And I, I think people might find it interesting that I have another side and you yeah. try to get that other side out there when you're online and you're posted, but you just don't think it ever really does get out there. Yeah. And um, that's why I love podcasts and I think they're an amazing tool to really break down the visual side of humans almost get back to that old school conversation Um, i think it's something we're we're guilty of getting away from is like we we don't realize the the value of talking to people and even a few people i've spoken to in the last like few weeks doing the show some of whom i've never met before some of whom Mm -hmm. i've known for a long time and it's astonishing what you can find out about someone once you sit down and have a good, honest, deep conversation with them that goes on for more than five minutes. Yeah, for sure. And I think over the years, Jeff, you and I have had a lot of those face-to-face conversations. We've had a, a few conversations, right? <laughs> we have. But a lot about just, you know, work stuff or just decisions or just normal stuff. But yeah. that sometimes it's great to have a neutral soundboard to just throw that at the person. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, and that doesn't come along a lot. And I think that's where even a podcast, people do get a bit nervous. Now, I could talk for Ireland, as you know, Jeff. So this does, the nerves wouldn't get me, <laughs> but it would be for some people, it might be the first time they get to sit and address who they are or yeah. what to talk about. And that's daunting. But I found yeah. listening to some of your episodes, it's interesting for me because social media, that's what you nearly have to do. You have to almost pretend you're talking to one-on-one and to get across I think the more, yeah, that more direct sense of, as I said, stop. I think for a long time, people were confused, I think, and they just thought like the online presence, be it social media or website, whatever, was all about like trying to sell to people. I found that for us, being honest about what we do and as you know, I've kind of reinvented myself in the last few years. We moved away from a bigger business to a simpler life once we had small kids and just working in a smaller business locally, but doing something I'm really passionate about and having a space where people can come into me on a day-to-day basis and be passionate about what they're talking to me about, what they do, be it a new artist or a producer or even a coffee supplier or whatever it might be, or someone who's coming to me yeah. for product shots for their own product. There's a great honesty in that and it's just so interesting to be able to talk to people on that micro level in a way that I've been trying to convey online and we found some amazing people and some amazing products, some amazing Irish products just from having a presence online and showing people what we're doing. And I think that value proposition for a business, if you can help small businesses be honest about what they do and put their message out there and find like-minded people, that's, that's a powerful thing if it's harnessed properly. Yes. 100%. Like, you know, with all of the talk about social media and, you know, how negative it is, it is an amazing tool to yeah. really, if you have a story to tell, you have like that. If you, if you stop something to sell also, it is amazing. But like you just yeah. said, exactly the rules have changed. Nobody wants to land on a page now and see this is 599 or this is people just need to see, well, where is this place? What is it about? What does it look like? And even what I always. Yeah explain to people you know when they still get a bit surprised that this is actually now my full-time job it, it, you know it is it is interesting and I you know 
I've done it again to work for myself again, you know, just went yeah. down that road. Um, it, like I, I kind of explained to them that these days it's rare if you go away somewhere that you don't look up what your hotel is like, what the room is like, what the grounds are like, what the restaurant's yeah. like, what the food yeah. is like. We don't ever want to take a chance anymore. And rightly so, because there's still a lot of places that are possibly false advertising or, or, or not or whatever. Yeah. But it's an interesting, it's, it's an interesting time, I suppose, for that. And like that, if you, the more honest you keep it, I think, the more people relate, will kind of relate to that. Um, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's another really cool turn. I feel that the social media world has taken. They're kind of cutting back with the rubbish and getting back to normality. It's going to take time for it to, to fully go that way. But even though I'm online a lot, I somehow still managed to kind of keep my head with it and not let it kind yeah. of get. I think as long as you have a capacity to separate those identities, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, still being honest about it, but equally, it's okay to be, live offline once in a while. You know? Definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. Online life is is more obviously it has to be and is more exciting than an online life but it just so happens that for me personally most go hand in hand um yeah my my favorite thing and people won't even believe i do it but is to just leave the phone and walk out the door it's like this is so free (laughs) you know i don't i don't get an alert or get anything and i don't think people realize how important that is to do that um even if it's just for a walk, if it's just your time that you just, or even bring your phone, put it on an airplane or whatever it is, just to be yeah. like, I am now uncontactable this hour, this yeah. half hour. Be a little um, bit off grid for a small while. Yeah, yeah. Digital detox um, is the, the yeah. word, buzzword, I think, Jeff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Important one, yeah. <laughs> of course is a phrase for it. Of course. Of course, of course. Yeah. So maybe let's talk about that little a bit about that transition period. Um some of which I saw you during at various points. Um, you finished up at the salon. You weren't 100% sure what you wanted to do. And how did you realize that this was the direction you were going to go in? Um, again, it wasn't really a decision. It was such a weird one. Um, I did have an idea, a, a vague plan in my head of what I wanted my day to look like. So, but I could see that way ahead almost like a vision board in the future. <laughs> like I, I know mm. I, I want to be independent and free. Um, I guess because having a business that's in one place, you do have to be there um, like you know yourself. And I just felt I wanted something in the future that would mean I could move around or, you know, and not necessarily have to do a dramatic exit or finish a job or do whatever. Yeah, you, you've talked a lot about remote working over the last mm. while in fairness yeah now I had no idea Jeff how I was going to get there or what I was going to do and I, I tried out a few different jobs and did some sales rep jobs and I did some different little things to keep me going but it was interesting the one thing that kept coming back was people coming to me asking me would you give me a bit of advice on Twitter or how do you do that on Instagram what do you think I should post on Facebook have you any advice for a website and it just kept, that was kept coming back as a consistent thing. I did a, a like. bit, yeah, I did an internship, a 
that like I must be the oldest intern in town, but I did do an internship <laughs> <laughs> a few years ago. You were that old, to be fair. Well, you know, Jeff, uh, for an intern, I felt like what you have in your head as an intern <laughs> didn't really yeah. make me. Mature but, student, how's that? <laughs> oh, well, still, that sounds a bit too old for me. But anyways. Yeah, okay, and- sorry. <laughs> But I had, interestingly enough, I'd met, I'd met this company at a blogging event I was at and I was offered this internship. It really, doing that year really, really kickstarted my confidence because I kind of thought I'm a beautician, I'm a beauty therapist. What else do I have? Like, what can I do? I'm nothing else on paper. And I really got over that hump and it was all in my head. Yeah. Just being in an environment where learning was encouraged and mistakes were encouraged and also accepting that the life I wanted, the online life, was full of change, full of learning and it never ends. I really, really got that. I never gripped that before and I really got that working in that environment. So I guess I needed that bit of time to get the confidence up and think, you know, I actually can do this and I've done my year and I've, you know, was started to get a lot of people still coming to me saying, you know, could you help with this? Could you help with that? But I still felt I needed a little bit of a course or something to do to almost tie all of my knowledge together. So I yeah. did a night course, one night a week in Limerick. And one of my clients was based down there. So I was up and down a lot. And that was kind of my final, I suppose, hurdle. Once I passed it, I actually got a distinction in it. And I was one of those people that thought I failed. I completely failed. <laughs> Yeah. And again, with that, it just, it was like a light bulb. It's like, I do know this. I can do this. It really, from there, I have to say, that was my next step of just, where you saying, right, this is what I do now. This is who I am. I want to create amazing content online. I want to help people kind of decipher the madness that is online. But it was yeah. a journey. It was a journey to kind of shake what I had in my head. It seems like the, yeah, it seems like the biggest part of that journey was you realizing it's okay to reinvent yourself and that you have yes. that capacity and that yes. the reason you had ticked beauty therapist in the box about who you are was because in your head, that's how you defined yourself, not realizing that if you had mm. the capacity to go and work for yourself and, and do something, then yeah. surely you also had the capacity to go and change what that was. Absolutely. And I think it's a thing that, that a lot of people struggle with. And I had all yeah. those thoughts as well. It's just like, what am I going to do? Where am I going? And is this actually going to work? Am I going to be able to work with just my laptop or my phone? And even explaining it to other people. Only until recently people actually get it, or my family included. You know, it, it was another thing to be like, this, this is a job. <laughs> I work online. Yeah. You know, like a lot of people, I guess, I, I've noticed a bit of a trend on your podcast, you know, with creatives. We're not on whatever the normal path is, whatever normal is, or whatever the, you know, one, two, three path of getting a job is. Well, I suppose you're not on what's most no- perceived as normal. And yes. when people yes. encounter something that isn't like the standard, uh, I don't mean that in any dismissive way. Mm. When people see something that isn't the normal, they, I suppose they haven't set up their life or their, their path in life in that way. So it seems a bit confusing to them, you know? Exactly. And like that, there are a lot of people that could not do the kind of off the beaten track path or the self-employed path because as you know 
you just never know. And yeah, well, you have to be willing to embrace the the madness, the complete control you have of the absolute chaos that it is. <laughs> exactly. And I feel like I had gone so far into that that I just got so used to it. I I actually wasn't used to anything else. So yeah, you know, well, especially I, if you went straight from school to to um. Hmm college to, to work in for yourself then yes yeah. that was your entire experience exactly but it definitely is for me because you know like, like you know I've tried out different things and I just knew I wanted to be my own boss but like I said I didn't know how I'd kind of get there again but it, it is interesting and it's it's amazing what you tell yourself as opposed to what the story yeah. actually is and I've had a couple of people contacting me about kind of my story or how I actually managed to go f- fully off the grid almost and I work at home work for myself and I have some really amazing clients it t- it does take a little bit of work in the beginning because obviously I know my clients and do you know meet them a lot and get content and I still do yeah. but for the most part I, I I can kind of control my own day again sometimes it looks like it happens overnight certainly didn't yeah. but you know and there's still lots of little you know there's always ways you can grow and Kind of always wonder when you're your own boss. Next, it's my next yeah. thing I'd like to do, or you know, it's exciting, but also I'm not sure if there's any time to say, "Oh, I'm okay with this now," because <laughs> then something else yeah. changes or something happens, and you, you guys are, are so used to that as well. Every day is definitely a challenge, but a good one. You, you get a real kick out of it as well, you know. Yeah. I think I think that's. That's what makes, I suppose, someone able for the uh, self-employed road. I think people getting past the fear of, of working for themselves while not being sure what it is that they're going to do, you know, that's yeah. uh, <laughs> that's part of the trick. You've also worked on a few other projects, though, in between and stuff. I mean, we, we had a few encounters for some shoots and stuff along the way. Yes, we certainly did. Um, Jeff, if I could just hire you to follow me around, that would be, uh, be the dream. <laughs> You've made that joke a few times. I feel like you. Yeah, I'm trying to hint at something there. Can you get it? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we I'm, I'm slow on the uptake, you know. <laughs> I'll just keep uh, keep reiterating. I think, him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that has been one of the coolest things about, I suppose, deciding you know how many clients I want myself as such, and you know what, what time I have free. It's so cool that like the likes of when you would ask me, Ruth, can you come along on this shoot or? Are you free to do this? That I can just jump and say yes, and that's what I'd like to do. And that's yeah. you know, that's the most exciting bit of it as well because yeah. you can, like I said, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Sometimes I still don't. You know, there's always room for maneuver. That's when it's good to say yes to random projects here and there, random things. Whatever may fall in your lap, like yeah, yeah, because you never know. One of the massive things I learned with all of the different hats I've worn and all the different. I suppose things I've done, no meeting is a bad meeting. As in, if you're at an event and you mm. might have 20 people and you think, well, that was a waste of time or, or, or that was amazing. Some people that I've met six, 10 years ago have come back and messaged me about something or we've done a creative project together, a bit like you and I, or just yeah. something else has come out of it. And it still amazes me that happens yeah. um, and it's it kind of always comes full circle I feel there'll always be 
Yeah. Something you'll go to that someone you'll meet. It's like, God, this is, you know, this is a good chat we had. And it moves on from there. Yeah. So it's a bit of a mix of the online and the offline kind of life to keep both. Did you find that transition from, you know, you worked for yourself, you went and worked for other people, and then you went back to working for yourself. Did it feel very different or very scary working for yourself, but not having a solid routine? As in, obviously with the salon, you'd know from day to day, Mm. these are the appointments these are the times people are coming in here's what we need to do whereas now I suppose you're always semi-planning ahead because I'd imagine no matter how many clients you've lined up you never know when someone might decide to change or when an account might end or do you know what I mean a a sense of it's a constant cycle I'd imagine or a constant circle nearly of of finding work and keeping work you know it definitely is it definitely is that I to be honest I have to say that working being employed was scarier for me than being self-employed, which is so weird. <laughs> I just felt so, and not in a not in a bad way, but I just knew this isn't me. Almost, yeah. you know, you show up for Sounds work. Sounds like you felt a little trapped nearly, did you? A little bit. If you could see that, I was doing a hand gesture there, Jeff. So I, 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 yeah, there was just <laughs> a little bit, yeah, just too routine. I, I know myself in the last few years, I thrive on... Last minute, I'm the best last minute.com person you've ever met. I can get things out the door. Just don't give me that long to do it. And the other thing is I just find such a buzz with you never know what the next day would bring. And for sure in my job, uh, contracts come to an end through a natural, you know, we might say we'll do three months together or four months. And some companies don't need a full-time person. They might just need guidance and help which is also something that I do, but that obviously has a start and an end. And it is scary, but it's so funny. It almost always comes around again. Someone else will contact me or there's another connection I might have that I can follow up on. I'm really lucky. I seem to have people that just come out of the woodwork or recommend me, which is an amazing compliment. <laughs> it's great. but Which is hilarious because when you think about the fact that you've moved to an online job and yet here we are still in this day and age and it's coming through word of mouth. Exactly. And for that, I mean, I guess my blog, my blog has definitely opened up nearly every door that came in front of me came from either online there or going to an event. But like you said, yeah, it it is when I still get people saying, oh, someone recommended you. Like God, so the word of mouth thing still exists. <laughs> still happens. It still happens. But it is like, the, I suppose, years ago, if you would hire someone to do a job, like an outside person, like a be it an electrician or something, it's rare you wouldn't go with a recommendation because it's such a risky yeah. thing to do. And I, that's what I learned with my job in particular. It's risky. You're handing over your baby to some to somebody else in the hopes that they'll generate sales or look after that task that you need done. And it's not yeah. an easy thing to do. And I'm still amazed at how good people are at doing that. A lot of them have realized that it's just the balance that they need, that they are better served behind the counter or in the shop, chatting to the customers. And they want that online site just looked after. It takes a lot of meetings for that to happen, you know, but once I yeah. get their business, I almost take it like it's my own. I get so passionate about. Well, I think the advantage that you've had there is you understand where they're coming from because you've been there yourself, Mm -hmm. which is a very valuable 
thing for them and I think the fact that they can meet with you and understand that you know what it's like to be a small business owner it, it adds value you know yeah it's I feel like I have a unique perspective on it all I feel like the salon was my training for this life <laughs> okay it's, you know, yeah, no, I, that makes I, sense yeah even though I would never have said that at the time it's you know hindsight we always say is an amazing thing I suppose the balance I have now and the control over my day and you know I can fit in the things that I want to do that that's something I I, I wanted for a long time and I, yeah. I, can, I can actually say I have achieved it to to a point but I wouldn't understand what it's like to be a business owner as in be, being in that position unless I had gone through it myself unless done it. yeah 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 course, yeah it is interesting <laughs> like I said looking back yeah, at no, it hmm there's no substitute for experience sometimes, to be fair, you know? Yeah. And uh, I suppose part of that too is from what you've spoken about, you found that you're, you are working with a lot of small businesses anyways and family-owned businesses. Yeah. And it's it's lovely. They do come to me and say, you know, we, we're really passionate about this. We just really want to get it out there. But in an, in an organic way, we want it to sound like us. We want it to be you know, authentic. So maybe I'm just good, Jeff, at um, taking on personas and, and yeah, putting yeah. them out there online. Maybe that's my real skill. Without sounding too corny, like I really do take the job seriously, and I, I am passionate about people that really want. You're passionate about other people's passions, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. It really, it just. I love when when I can see such amazing like customer service or selling or you know behind something that they really love and that getting up every day isn't a, a chore for them they jump out of bed yeah. and they you know and, and again most of my clients are, are like that that's their like this isn't a job this is my almost calling and that's really yeah. cool to be involved oh, in that's that that's great to be able to yeah. support people in that kind of situation is always nice yeah yeah and you know being the person behind the scenes is is a, a cool place to be as well you know I get a lot of yeah. the feedback that they'd miss like I get a lot of the online reviews or the messages on Instagram and I'm like oh it's really and I love telling them look what just came in or look yeah, you know yeah. would it be an interesting one people contact you maybe not even clients and stuff I, I presume you have a lot of interactions online with people yes do they have this perception as you said earlier on do you must have some weird conversations that get started I would imagine <laughs> Um, from my from my own personal page, um, yes, bit of both, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like we said at the beginning, it, it is perception, and unfortunately, there is no way I suppose edit that online. Yeah. People will always perceive things in their own way, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, when and definitely for other pages and stuff as well um, that I run, it's it's interesting what people do say and ask yeah. for and all that kind of stuff but that's that, that you know that's human nature but that's a whole other thing that is a whole other story Jeff yeah. I think yeah I lost my train of thought there Jeff sorry <laughs> no I was just saying like I'm sure yeah. like I mean I get very random messages through mm. both the photography page and the business page and yeah. and so forth so I'm always curious people's interactions online is always something that fascinates me in, in an odd kind of way you know yeah, um, I guess there, there's a lot out there. I take it all with a pinch of salt would be kind of my idea with it. Thankfully, I don't see 
anything too negative or anything, but yeah. um, I do get a lot of strange. And a lot of, you know, especially Instagram, all is not what it seems. Anyways, even with a lot of these messages, you kind of think, is this? Yeah. <laughs> Who is this person? Well, that's, yeah, that's cool. I'm sure we'll, we'll keep it PG. I'm sure there's some stuff you yes. can't say on air anyways, you know? <laughs> of course, Jeff, I, I'm, of I'm, course. I'm getting that feeling there. You're skirting around the edges or something, you know? <laughs> Yes, we have to keep it clean. We have to keep it clean. Yeah, keep it keep, clean. Trying to keep my swearing. Before we started, around. you didn't want to be the first swearer on the show. Yes, so I'm trying to keep. <laughs> even though I don't have a major potty mouth, I just feel you know it comes out, and um, trying yeah, to keep it on yeah. just for you, Jeff. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> don't push it, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do not push me, Jeff. I will throw yeah, it out. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I'm I'm just having a scroll through your Instagram while we're talking, and I'm like, yeah, I took a lot of those photos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. is, um, that's a big part of the online life now. You must find that even with photography, even though we say, I love to keep things real and, you know, it's, it's good to tell your story. I do have a bit of an obsession with a good photo, a lovely photo. I'm not saying, well, I, I think, <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty obvious when some, to someone when something has been, you know, done genuinely whatever I mean yeah. I think for for me one of our favorite ones is we, we were I think the first people to do a photo shoot in Palos yes. and that's just yeah. such a cool unique space yeah. full of like amazing architecture and light and corners and god knows what that mm-hmm. it was great to be able to go in there and just do something without any restraints and enjoy it and um, come up with well, what I feel is some really strong images especially yeah, like the ones on the ones on the stairs those magic little pockets of light it's just fantastic like you know yeah and that day and you know it was funny that day whenever I look back at those images I have that slightly detoured story to tell you about that I was having one of those days online that I was completely fried Right. I had taken on yeah. a lot of work, um, a bit too much because I, I kind of know my balance now. And yeah. it was just as soon as we got started and we got into that space, it was just like the creative side of me was just hopping. I was, as you know, yeah. I'm giddy anyways on a good day. But I just thought this is we had so much fun. Like we yeah. go over here, look at the light here. And it was totally immersed in the art of what it was, yeah. you know, it was, I yeah. think sometimes a photo shoot can just be stand, you know, get your angle, get your shot or whatever. But I just loved yeah. in particular that day, we were going for something a little bit more creative. Yeah. You could see that you could see, I guess you were, you know, really focused on certain aspects and I was really focused on it just kind of came together. That was a cool, really cool shoot. And I'm still, yeah, good. Still milking it, Jeff. I am still using all of it. Yeah, I do see the other one popping up. That's okay. We're over. Yeah. We're overdue another one as well. So we definitely are overdue another one. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so let's let's maybe you know touch on your professional basis for a moment and say mm. small business owners they don't know what to do. They're starting out online. What's your top advice? Top advice, I guess, for starter uppers. Um, a big thing a lot of people don't realize is. With social media, you almost can be a week or two ahead of yourself. I had actually someone come to me lately that was just starting up their page, their Instagram page. And they were just like, I'm a little bit overwhelmed. I want to post every day, a couple of times a day. And they didn't get, I suppose they didn't get their head around the fact that you can be prepared. So similar to our photo shoot, which I milk a lot. (laughs) 
um, you know, I, I don't just put it all out there, one album, that's it, that's done. And yeah. I explained to them a similar thing. They had a product they, that they are doing and they're, they're, they're trying to get out there. So I suggested, you know, take some photos of it in the shop. Um, even take your mm. seven photos. Think about the next week. What would you like to do? And it was even getting their head turned to that. Like, oh. And I said, write down Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, if that's what you want to post. Yeah. And even writing it down in a notebook, which I still do, if Monday is your, I'm just, I'm beauty related, so I'm going to pick, you know, cleansers here and stuff, Jeff, just for example. But if, yeah. you, if Monday okay. is... I'll ask Yvonne afterwards what you're talking about, don't worry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Monday's a cleanser. Maybe Tuesday yeah. you do something, you know, um, an image of your store, if you have one, an image of your website, yeah. a selfie of yourself, something so you know, okay, this is my plan. Even yeah. if you go off the cuff of that, that's fine. But it, I just found that has been a light bulb, eureka moment for a lot of people. They're like, ah, yeah. this is how I don't go crazy online, Ruth. I'm like, yes, yeah. <laughs> this is how you don't yeah. go crazy. Because you start to see it for what it is. It's spaces that you fill up with your content. Yeah. And if you decide, yeah. I want one post a day, seven days a week, this makes it easier. Um, that has worked really well for a lot of people that are just a little bit overwhelmed. And even if you have an existing online presence and you want to get a bit more consistent, that really helps. Um, yeah. I need to apply it to my own social media, but um, for everyone else. Yeah, I suppose you're so busy doing everyone else's, it's a struggle to do yes. your own, is it? Yeah, it is. It, it can be. Um, but, yeah. you know, I, I do, I do always realize the worth of it. And I, so that's why I do try to, and I keep myself, yeah. myself out there and connected. I think the key message there from what you're saying is it's okay for people to feel that it is overwhelming, but then to realize too that with a bit of structure, it can be, a ha- you can get a handle on it. And I would say that's yeah. a particularly valuable mindset and lesson for creatives. A good while back on episode two or three, I spoke with my friend Eric who talked about people who are creatives not being very good at telling their own story and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I think one of his key points is like, have an understanding of what it is that you are online and who you are. And yeah. you can still be honest, but be structured. And it's yeah. one more thing, no more than like your, your month end when you're working for yourself, getting all your paperwork in a row. Be organized about what you do and it frees up your ability to do the time on your creative element or as you said earlier on, being the front facing, being the, the place to be interacting with the people that are important to your business surviving and just having a strategy and having a plan to show who you are online, but knowing that it's not the be all and end all. That's exactly that is, you know, you've hit the nail on the head. It, yeah. I find when you have a plan, it's, and I, you know, we do say the creative, but it, it is having a creatively kind of structured brain that you, you work better at that creative part. So sometimes the more technical structured part is really hard to do. And unfortunately, mm. social media just works like that. So it, yeah. once you know that's kind of scheduled and planned, like anything, like you said, getting the books in order, it just frees up that space in your head to do your nine to five yeah. or whatever hours you put in every, you know, every day. It's not a thing yeah. that consumes anymore. Um, and I think yeah. we all, because there's lots of stuff in my business that I cannot and do not do. And I just hand over to somebody else. Because yeah, it just well, we wouldn't all try to be your own accountant, you know. Exactly, exactly. And I I learned that the hard way. You know, it, it's it's a it's a balancing act in a small business to try and keep yourself going, 
but also keep the space there to do the job that you want to do. And I, I've just, that's one of the best things that I did was just hand over things that I'm like, look, this is going to take me way longer than it's going to take you. Here you go. Yeah. I will pay you. Please do this. Um, because that's <laughs> what people do to me. So yeah, I will throw money at you and you make this yes, problem go away. Please, please do this. And we've all been there. And I think, yeah. again, once you find someone that you trust and everything, it's an amazing asset to your business if you can do that. Um, like yeah. that just sets the, that's the creative side out or lets your, you know, the stuff that you love to do, you can actually do that. I think the best advice you give anyone is be willing to take control of their own business and, and put a bit of a plan in place. And it means that their business will be more successful and they get to spend the time doing what they want to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hard to get. Yeah. We all talk about the balance. Um, yeah. I know I cringe a bit when I hear, you know, we all need balance. I just try to take every day and think, hey, how can uh, I you get know, a bit of I think we're all very guilty of hearing that and thinking we understand it, but not really yeah. grasping it either, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, Things for me are just, if I can get out for a walk without anybody talking to me or, you know, even trying to say, oh, I talk to that person while I'm on my walk, just takes away from a bit of time yeah. you have for yourself. Um, yeah. But I just take it every day because something always pops up to change your routine and you just have to roll with it. But, you know, trying, just trying for the balance. So sometimes I say I have a good yeah. balance, but we all, like you said, I think it's, it's this thing we're all almost addicted to. I want my work-life balance. But I think it can be overwhelming in itself to do that, like everything else. Yeah. So I just try every day. Right, what am I going to do today? To kind of get myself away from the screen a bit, get myself away from the phone, and maybe see some nature or walk outside yeah, or do yeah. yoga or whatever that might be. Witness, witness the real world, yeah. Yes, have a look outside. and You know, it, yeah. it's important. Uh, and I, I've noticed that in a couple of your podcasts, you know, a lot of, creatives need their space they need their creative space yeah for, for it to work yeah. they need that bit of, bit of freedom for mm. for themselves to make it happen yeah and for the ideas to pop back in or, or just to get yourself your head around maybe something new that's happened that day or, or a decision you have to make it works for me anyway so yeah well, that's I've great the that's great something, Jeff. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can do it as well if you want it Wait works you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> um, okay, so like I said, speaking of, of having a plan, I always like to keep things around the same length for mm -hmm. an episode. I think we're we're yeah. hitting around that mark right now. Okay. Uh, thanks to Anthony from last week, though. He might have just gone off on a bit of a ramble and made it a bit longer, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very um, proud of myself that I didn't go on a rant or ramble. Yeah, I know. You know, I, I feel like this is a conversation that could go on yeah. indefinitely if we let it. So. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Probably good to have a, a natural cutting off point. Mm -hmm. uh, so online, people want to find you. And they want to talk to you. Ask your pretty regular questions, me? hopefully. Yes. What, what, where good. do they go? Where do they start? Uh, where they start is probably my Instagram page uh, or Facebook page, uh, The Beauty Kempel. That is my main, my main one. But I would yeah. love some little conversation over on my baby page, uh, Kempel Media Creative. They're my two main ones. You'll get me every okay. day. And there. that's both Kemp Media Creative is on both Instagram and Facebook as well, isn't it? Yes. Yes. That's easy enough. I can pop some links into yeah. the show there as well anyways. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That'd be great. No worries at all. And anything else before we finish up that you'd like to have a quick chat about? I think we're kind of done. I think we've covered a lot, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, I no, it feels like we've, we've uh, yeah. done a fairly well-rounded 
Yeah. Ronan, is everything there? Happy with that. Thank you Good. so much for having me. Ah, oh, you know, like I said, I've been I've been meaning to have you on for a while, and um, you know, as you'd said, and I think we talked about this during the course of this episode. For people who may be confused, it's it's a strong aspect of creativity, and I've been someone who's sat in front of a laptop and struggled to be honest about what it is that I do for the online world, and that capacity to put something out there, still be honest about it, and send your message out into the world is as hard to do creatively as many other things in life. It definitely is. I think definitely one of the, I hope, takeaways from us chatting from my perspective is, you know, the whole changing up your life. And if you're not happy or you're thinking that there's something else out there for me, give it a whirl. It was honestly one of the best things I ever did. And I still will continue to probably change hats and try something else. But there's so much fear out there and people, you know, yeah. want structure and want their consistency. But I feel like once you make the leap, so many doors open and so many things happen, but you kind of just have to have the blinkers on and just go, this is where I'm going. I know yeah. what the end goal wants to look like. I have no clue how I'm going to get there, but yeah. I'm going to give it a whirl. And that was my, like I said, my vision, my future vision board was so far away from me. I could barely see it. But I knew yeah. what it looked like. And yeah. that was, I just love, I suppose, spread that word a small bit because I feel it's an important, it's an important. There's too many people who are stuck doing something that they're not happy about, but are far yeah. too afraid to take the chance of doing something they want to. Yeah. And I do feel a good measure of it. You know, we, we all have days where we don't want to get up, but my day, I don't even have an alarm. I just wake up and get out of the bed and I'm like, oh. You're really selling it now, Ruth. I really am, Jeff. But, you know, it's, uh, there was a lot of time in my life where I was not like that. Um, yeah. And I'm really eager when Monday comes around. I'm like, okay, great, another week. I know that sounds unbelievable in some senses, but it it is genuinely. Well, it's great to have found that freedom in your life. And if you can encourage yeah. someone else to find it, then that's a, a good thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. However, you know, Things change, stuff happens. I'm just grateful for it for the moment while it is as it is. And, you know, yeah. who knows after that? Oh. Great. That's, that's fantastic. My final note. <laughs> yeah. Okay, look, we're going to wrap it up with that. Uh, okay. Again, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, I'm sure Jeff. there's a whole other series of podcasts that we could do that we've talked about. So you might find us on another channel in the coming months doing something else. Mm. Mm, interesting. We will leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that after the show yes yeah right. sounds okay so we're going to wrap okay. it up with that for today folks thank you so much Ruth uh, thanks to everyone for listening and we will catch you on the next episode of Creative Voices thanks for listening to Creative Voices this podcast is sponsored by Treebark Store and produced by P3B Photography for more information find us on Instagram treebark.store or at P3B underscore photos you can visit our website treebarkstore.com or p3bphotography.com. Thanks again and catch you on the next episode.